Alrighty, everybody. Good evening. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Wiz and I are down to the final division as we wrap up our previews for each and every team. Obviously, there's going to be some updates as injuries and changes go. But yeah, make sure you go back and listen to some of them. I think we give a a good backdrop about what's happening. Um, Like I said, there are some little changes that are going on right now. We've got uh, first full week of preseason action, learning a little bit more. A couple of rookies getting bounced around, Wiz. And uh, I have to say, Wiz, I feel like we're picking up here with the Arizona Cardinals, kind of where we left off in that last podcast that we did, which was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with with a team that has so many question marks coming into the season. Yeah, they're riddled with players that are injured, uh, uh, several injury-prone players, DeAndre Hopkins, um, given his release. Um, You know, it's a team that's kind of starting over, a new head coach, new system, and uh, we'll see how it it works out for uh, Arizona this year. But uh, I don't think expectations are too high. anybody at this point, I don't think, for Arizona. No, and a new GM, too, and they traded away their pick this year to allow the Houston Texans to take their place in this draft. They moved back in the, in the draft, and next year, uh, we'll, we'll see how that all turns out and, and what it means for Arizona in terms of where they're going to be picking. Uh, but Jonathan Gannon definitely faces some challenges here. I don't know when Kyler Murray gets back on the field. I don't know who's going to start a quarterback at this point in time. I think, uh, for the most part, people do feel like it's going to be Colt McCoy, but Clayton Toon is making some noise in, in the preseason uh, and in, in the camp so far. But I, I, I think the skill set positions are going to be extremely consistent, inconsistent, and I'm not really sure what this offense is going to look like to start the season. Yeah, we'll just get into the, the specific players here. Start with Kyler Murray. Um, you know, it all depends on um, where he falls to in your draft. I mean, could he, be, could he be worth a quarterback, too? I could see how he could be worth a quarterback, too. But considering the time frame uh, where you're not quite sure and um, the offensive line is terrible as well, um, I, I mean, I could be I, I could be talked into either way where you should draft Kyle Murray as a quarterback, too, because um, he represents good value there. Or if somebody wants to pick up complete pass on the player or all of the quarterbacks in Arizona, I can understand it well. Which uh, camp do you fall into? Yeah, this this offensive line is putrid. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury left his mark on this entire roster. I, I fall into the camp of I could give two hoots about Kyler Murray this year. All right. Um, yeah, so you will not be drafting any Arizona quarterbacks this year? No, 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 no. And, and you know, we saw last year was what happened when Colt McCoy or McSorley came in and played, right? All of the passing plays we're basically within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, very little downfield. I think you could find it's going to be a very predictable offense, maybe benefits the tight end position. Don't think it means good things for Marquise Brown. And, you know, we saw a player like James Conner, we'll get into the running back now, but this was a very touchdown-dependent guy. We, we actually talked specifically about him last year and said it's hard to replicate what he did the previous year. And sure enough, that did not happen. Yeah, and let's get to the running backs. Uh, The only one that I would consider drafting is James Conner. And when you look at the player, you know, he's a good enough player. And he, you know, the game script could be good for him. He could be catching a lot of passes out of the backfield. He's a hard runner. But, 
you have to put the under and over on games played for James Conner, probably around like 13 and a half. He just doesn't play all the games uh, because of the type of game that he plays. And, uh, I mean, I think he can be drafted as a running back, too. If something would happen to James Conner, I think um, Keontae Ingram, Clement, Tyson Williams is there. I, I think it would be a mixed bag, uh, even if something was to happen to Conner for an extended period of time, which would make that complicated. But as far as James Conner himself, um, consider me somebody who has him ranked as running back two inside the top 25 at the position, but some trepidation just because knowing uh, what you're going to get is uh, is unlikely a full season of James Conner. Um, so I have him right around running back two. What say you? Yeah, my trepidation is, uh, again, this is a roster that I'm going to have very little to do with in fantasy. Uh, we left off with Tampa Bay. I really want very little to do with them, and I would include the Arizona Cardinals as being a team that does have very little appeal to me. Uh, and for that reason, even though... I don't disagree based on the workload, his ability to catch the ball, getting the goal line touches, all of those factors, which I do agree with, kind of makes him a backpack of those running back twos. I'm, I'm, I'd rather take a chance on someone that's a maybe like a high three than pick someone like Connor who's in that two kind of preseason ranking for a lot of people. Anyone else in the running back room that you want to talk about? We can move on to receiver. No, we're going to move move on to receiver. And um, I guess I'm most intrigued by Michael Wilson, the, the rookie from Stanford. Um, Greg Dortch, we see what he can do. Marquise Brown, when he's not speeding uh, down the freeway, uh, he does have downfield potential. But again, as I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, uh, these quarterbacks are not going to be able to deliver the ball down the field with consistency. So Marquise Brown's value gets taken away from me. Uh, I would not put Marquise Brown beyond a, a wide receiver three. Uh, and even there, I'm, uh, I'm on the cautious side because of how I think this offense is going to operate, especially in the early part of the season. Yeah, I'm with you on Marquise Brown in that ranking somewhere around, around wide receiver 30 to 35. Um, I don't want to give up on Rondell Moore, but I just feel um, the operation. You know, I'm scarred by that player. Yeah, I I just I don't want to. I don't necessarily want to give up or quit on Rondell Moore, uh, but I'm gonna have to see some signs of life or see what the usage is. See if Kyle Murray's gonna play before Michael Wilson is interesting um, player, but I I just think it's it's limited. They're all limited with Cole McCoy at quarterback. Um, based on the on the on the routes that those receivers are going to be running, I mean, he just is not going to get the ball down the field. Um, well, here's the thing: was on Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore played seven games last year, uh, so he had 40 catches for 410 yards. A lot of that stuff around the line of scrimmage, uh, average 10 yards a catch, but a lot of that was yards after the catch. That's in seven games. That's a very impressive performance in seven games. The the problem is Rondell Moore is always hurt. No, I, I understand that. That's really why I said that I don't really want to give up on the player because when he plays, um, he he could be a talented, talented slot player. But uh, you know, your point about him field is a one. It's a fair one. But uh, you know, we'll have to see what it looks like. And certainly, I think there's a different outlook and a different expectation if Cole McCoy is quarterbacking or Kyle Murray is quarterbacking. So, kind of got to take the wait and see approach with most of the receivers. Um, I think Zach Ertz is getting in the way of Trey McBride potentially being a top 10 or 15 tight end. Um, I think Zach Ertz 
has been a very, very good tight end for a long time, but he's kind of like just a plotting guy who just gets tackled where he catches the ball now. Trey McBride, more of an interesting player, but as long as Zach Ertz is there, it kind of like limits where you could rank the player or where he should be drafted. So if if, if Zach Ertz was to, were to miss time, I'd be much, much more interested in Trey McBride. As it stands, I'm more interested in Trey McBride, but I don't think either guy um, – Certainly not Zach Ertz at this stage could be drafted as a tight end one, but interested in McBride to see uh, what his playing time looks like. Just one question with Ertz. I I haven't really read too much on Ertz because, like I said, I'm not paying particularly close attention to Arizona, but, you know, it does warrant a team that is going to potentially be down a lot. There's going to be passing opportunities. Because Ertz tore his ACL last year, right? Is he going to be ready for the start of the season? there's been very little information um, about that. So um, probably not going to know for another week or two really what the status is of Ertz. But if he was to start the season, for instance, on the pup list, I'd have more of an interest in Trey McBride. So let me ask you, if Ertz was to miss time, where would you put Trey McBride in terms of rankings and tight end? Yeah, I think think he would fall into that kind of 10 to 15 range because if if you do remember at the end of the season when – um, or Ertz was not playing. McBride was actually somewhat productive in those uh, in those final games. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, any interest in Prater or the Arizona Cardinals' stout defense? No, just absolutely zero. And Prater once was a big leg in a dome, but it's a crap offense, so no interest. And in his defense is—I know Gannon's a defensive guy. Uh, coming over from the Eagles, but uh, I, I don't know. He brought one of his linebackers over, so because uh, you're white, uh, will, will be part of the Arizona defense. But this is this is not a good defense, not a good defense at all. With so this, these two, the kicker and the defense and special teams, are not a particular place that I'll be looking at in this uh, current season. All righty, there'll be a pass for me as well. All right, so that's it for the Arizona Cardinals. Kind of short and sweet. Um, and, yeah, I just think I think there's just a lot of question marks around it. That's not to say that some guys won't have value, uh, but that's the opinion here at the moment. So uh, wraps up the Cardinals, and we're going to go right into another team with oodles of question marks attached to it, and that will be the Los Angeles Rams. As we make our way through the NFC North, our final division of coverage, Guru and Wiz, Fantasy Football Podcast, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. Make sure you're subscribing. Talk next. L.A. Rams. You got it.